Welcome to the Live With Intent podcast with Justin Tomlinson and Thomas Reichardt, the authors of Live With Intent and the architects of the LWI Learning Pathway. Trusting life when it does not work out according to plan. When life is fired at you point blank and you still trust. That is today's guest, Hussam Tolba. His humility, resilience, and commitment to enabling others as healthcare goes through transformation is part of his signature. Well, hello, listeners. Thomas and I appreciate you tuning into another one of our weekly podcasts. Today, you get to hear our conversation with Hussam Tolba, the Market Access and Governmental Affairs Director at Roche in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Listen to his approach to managing his calendar in a way that honors both his professional and his personal life and how hard that's been to do that and the payoff that's come from it. I loved how open he was about developing self-trust and even teaching his five-year-old son about self-trust. This week, we wanted to focus a bit on how to apply these principles in in the home and family. So here we go. Awesome. Hi, welcome to the Live With Intent podcast. It's great to have you with us. I want to thank you for the contribution you made to the Pharma International Leadership Forum. You left uh, an impression uh, certainly on me and on us as a faculty. Um, I, I really remember the initial pushback you and other core members had to the concept of owning your calendar, creating you know what we call white space or unstructured think time in your calendar. Um, we had the impression you thought we were nuts. Doing so in a corporate environment was almost impossible. Um, after the session, the faculty had a discussion about how hard we should push this concept. Um, well, fast forward uh, five months to the final exam portion of the forum. Um, to our surprise, and also to my surprise, was, um, you announced how impactful this concept of creating white space has been in your life, um, not only at work, but um, but the effect it had on your personal life and on your home life. So, hey, thank you for joining us today to share your experience. We like to say our global healthcare system can only change to the extent that people, organizations, and patients change. And this certainly includes the change that happens with our homes and within our families. What does that trigger as we introduce uh, this concept to you again? So uh, th thank you guys for, for having me with you. I, I do believe that it was an amazing journey working with you and going through this uh, whole book and course together. It was very insightful. And when we came across that part of really being able to own your time, own your calendar, I really remember that day. And it was hilarious because knowing that we've all worked in corporates, I still do work in a corporate. Owning your calendar is something that's just insane. And the reality, it's, it's, it's just not real. It's uh, that's the best way I could say it. But when we started walking, when we started walking through the uh, modules and courses, and we started understanding more about trusts and how can uh, I just enhance that more in whatever I'm doing in my career, we came across the white space part. And when you started saying you need to own your calendar, and that's where it became hilarious. 
However, what I really started trying at that point is instead of talking in theory, maybe start doing what I need to do by creating my own white space. Even if it was 30 minutes or one hour, it doesn't make a difference. At least start doing it. What I really did was I started taking a look, um, a closer look at my calendar. I started looking at meetings in a different way. So some meetings I would say yes, others I would say not right now. And there are some meetings that I really need to step back, step away from and just say no. And, and believe in the capabilities of the people working around me that they will be able to get things done the right way and most probably even in a better way than what I'm doing because they're maybe new, they're fresh, it's a different perspective from their side. So that's the part where really knowing what do I need to be tangled up in in my working day, that, that really made a difference for me. And and the other thing I started doing is to make sure that I always give myself some time to reflect. I, I block some time for myself in my calendar to just reflect and uh, revisit my day and work even um, with a very much holistic approach on what I'm trying to see and do in, in my work. The one thing I remember Thomas walked me through, which was also insightful, and I started doing it not yet at a point where I'm mastering it is taking a look at my calendar on a weekly basis it's it's that that one hour when I spend looking at my overall week plan which preps me for that week it gets me in that mood it gets me in that setup where I can be more um, more efficient in in what I'm doing I, I think if I wanted to really sum it up um, Having white space is an invitation to have more creativity and more productivity in what you do day-to-day -day at work. And Hussam, is, as you create that white space and start saying no to some appointments, how do you continue to manage trust? Trust steps in, especially when I'm talking uh, with the corporate life we are living in, trust steps in with me taking a step back and giving others enough room to learn and experiment by themselves. And there's nothing wrong in making mistakes. We all learn from our mistakes. And I was privileged to learn from my mistakes. And that's where I stand today. So being able to trust people enough that they will get that learning, they will either get things done or they will get a learning, that gave me enough space to focus on what I really needed to focus on, the things that I prioritized on my list. And yet in parallel, other things are still ongoing and everything is moving in a very good direction without clogging up calendars and getting people to run around all together in groups from one, one meeting room to another. I was always amazed by the intensity of your answers, right, on, on this topic of white space, because I could sense your energy and your, could I say, tenacity to really do it, right, to really own your calendar and really put this into practice. Um, and it was fascinating to work on the pragmatic steps of how to get there. But now, as you are, as, as this is evolving, right, as you're shaping this continued white space, how would you, where's the link to that and uh, how you trust people in your organization around you, how others trust you, half in the home office, half in the corporate office, you know, in this changing how we work situation. How's the connection? Where do you make the connection with trust there? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting point. 
when I am able to put more of trust in my corporate suit when I'm working and when I'm engaged in business, that gives me enough time for me to spend outside my corporate life when I'm spending time with my family. I do not have to end up working late. I do not have to bulk up work that I need to do or get done in a weekend. So I was able actually to start prioritizing my time on a personal level in different things outside my working hours. And that's all because I was really able to get a little bit more control on my calendar. I'm not there at a point where I would say that I fully control my calendar, but I am doing amazing in comparison to five, maybe four months ago. Today, I can really see my calendar. I can understand what I'm trying to do. I have my time distributed between work and my personal life. And this really made a change. There are, there, are, there are actually two things that were very interesting. And this is when we went through more of the digital part of how can we transform our, uh, our lives. I went into my calendar settings and it was amazing. There are options where you could set the timing for meetings default to 15 and 30 minutes. Yet we all set them for one hour. And it's, it's, I mean, the amount of information and things you get done in 15 minutes and 30 minutes, that's more than enough to keep your business moving ahead. And the other thing I started doing is I added my personal email to my Google calendar, my work calendar, and now I have both calendars in one place. So even if I have my personal activities, whether I'm going out, whether I'm spending time with my family, whatever it is, I put it as part of my calendar. It always gives me that it gives me that edge that I'm able to see the bigger picture. Um, am I giving enough time for myself? Am I really giving enough time for my work? Is there a different balance I could find? How can I be more productive? How can I? And and this is the most important thing that I really learned from this course. How can I really sit down, reflect, and think about what I'm doing today? What am I really trying to do? Where am I heading to? Being able to create that space for myself, being able to own my time more with that all taken into consideration, I think that gives me more time for me to be able to bring out the best in me and be able to contribute and help others around me to live this experience also and bring out the best that they have, the best that they have in them. And Hussam, is your... Uh... Has your family noticed any difference in the way you're managing cal- your calendar? Is that spilled over to what they see and what they experience? Well, it's spilled over in an amazing way. And at least today, I do not spend most of my time working late at the office. So I don't spend much time now that we're back to work here in in Saudi Arabia. So I don't really spend that much time and work very late hours. And I do not have my laptop with me in the weekend, spending two or three hours going through some emails and something. So that's completely out. And I really get to leave work at 5 p.m. every day. And when I'm late and I'm seriously late, it would be somewhere like 6 p.m. Before, I would leave the office at 9 and at 10. And what I really can say right now is that I'm even more productive with this new setup because I have everything um, um, set in specific time brackets. So I do this in a specific period of time, and that's it. I don't carry it with me over my shoulders over and over again. You know, that's interesting because what, what I've learned in working with with many people over the years 
is that those people who chase their personal horizon with the same intensity of their professional horizon go further in both. So if I listen to you talk about how, you know what? I am carving out more reflection time, more time for myself. I'm not taking my computer home on the weekends and my productivity is actually higher. Why is that? Well, my belief in why that is, is that when people are clear about what's most important to them in terms of personal horizon and legacy, and they're acting on that, they actually show up at work more grounded, more feet on the ground, more secure in themselves, more self-trust in themselves, which enables them to tackle the big issues, to be decisive, to not get caught in the small dramas, but to really be bold in their thinking and what they take on. So actually their value creation goes up and the additional energy they get from the feedback their family is giving them through, wow, you know, Hussam, thanks for, thanks for being present here at night and thanks for not bringing your computer at home. That, that builds a different level of security and boldness when you go back at work. So congratulations, because that, that transition to really trust yourself enough to let go of some of the insane craziness in the corporate calendar is, is not easy to do. Yeah, so one of the most challenging things for me was that the word corporate and calendar, they just cannot come in the same statement together without having an opposing word in the middle. Well, I can say today that corporate life is manageable with proper control of your calendar. And I, I say it and I really mean it because I am experiencing and living this change every day. And it really has an impact. Finding that balance, finding that uh, that spot where you are really able to always sit down, reflect, uh, reassess, rethink whatever you're doing right now with an aim and keeping in your mind your your, your legacy, your horizon, your, your real purpose. Why are you really doing this? I think this kind of control really brings out the best of all of these things that we just talked about. So you've spoken about uh, an, uh, a number of operative points, right? Uh, about like, you know, the length of appointments. And I know it's a big landscape. Some points are operative, some are mindset, some are like, you know, being super committed to a, to your personal horizon. But what are some other single uh, 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 items that, that are, that were in your cockpit? What are the, the buttons that you pushed in this personal transformation that maybe our listeners could hang on to and try out themselves? Well, that's that's a very interesting question. I would say here that trusting others, pushing that button, puts you in that zone and that place where you could really focus and prioritize what really matters and what really has an impact. It's not about just being there, part of each and every single meeting or jumping around from one conversation to another or just being part of each and every exercise. Giving people space and trusting them enough, it frees up my time, my own time. And then this is where I need to be smart in how much time of what I freed will be allocated for work, how much will be allocated for my personal life. And that's where I think this is an ongoing learning and, and there's always a balance. Um, 
Sometimes you have to give a little bit more on the work side. Sometimes you have to keep uh, to give a little bit more on the personal side. However, it always ends up to have that kind of a balance in which in both situations, you are able to stand in the middle, take a deep breath, reflect, get other people on board to help you in whatever you are trying to do as a business maybe, and then always have that time enough time to sit down and listen to your family, enjoy your time with your kids, uh, enjoy life, enjoy life on both sides, whether it's corporate or it's it's actually your personal life. It it releases, it relieves you from stress. And, and I really believe that that makes a very big difference and uh, a huge impact on people. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here reflecting on the, the part of your life that I know about, which isn't that much yet. I think we've known each other for six months now, uh, Hussam, and already you you have a reputation for being this very humble and resilient person. And we all have those years, they say when it rains, it pours. And we have those years where a lot of stuff is thrown at us. And And I believe you've had a lot of stuff thrown at you and you've still managed to stay focused and contribute on top of COVID and and everything else everyone's been enduring, you have really stayed productive and focused. Where is that coming from? What is it in you that makes you so resilient? I think it starts by the part where I need to trust myself. I mean, we all talk about trust. We talk about trusting others. We talk about trusting colleagues and trust, trust. We keep on saying that word. And sometimes we miss on the most important person to trust, and that's ourselves. When you trust yourself and you have enough confidence that no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how challenging it becomes, no matter whatever this life throws at you, you still have a fight in you and you trust in yourself that if one door slams shut in your face, if you just trust in yourself and take a look on the right, on the left, look around you, there are so many other doors that are open. Just trust that you will be able to get back on your feet and keep going. I think I think that was the, the thing that, that resonated most with me. And the other thing that's very dear to my heart is um, my son, and I trusted in him. Somehow, whenever he comes to me and talks to me about something that's uh, maybe a tough time or something difficult I'm going through, he answers in the most simple, um, very basic answers there are. And they're so insightful, and they hit you in a way that you look, are, are you serious? I mean, he's, he's five years old and he hits, his answers hit in a place uh, where it really makes you sit down and think and reflect. Is it really that or is there something else that I can do? And that's where you need to start trusting in yourself. And that's how you keep on going. So imagine your son comes to work with you, right? You're showing him around uh, the place of where you work and, and where you, your influence is felt every day. And um, he asks you, hey, dad, I've heard about trust. How do I do trust when I start working? What, what would be your answer? 
by trusting himself by knowing what he is capable of doing and what are the things that he needs to still put an effort into for him to learn and then be able to carry forward and trust in himself more. I think it all starts, for me, in my opinion, it starts um, with your yourself, trusting yourself. So I'm, I'm, I think that's the one thing I would focus on building up in my son, for him to trust in himself, for him to be able to take that uh, jump into a pool, for him to be courageous enough to go on a high, um, uh, on a trampoline or to jump relatively from a high place, taking all safety measures for sure. But in a playground, I mean, he doesn't have to be afraid. Just trust in yourself. You can do it. And when he tries to do a small activity or something, trust in yourself. There is a way. If you don't do it now, just keep on going. You will figure it out. Get help. Try to do something. So again, it's it's all about us knowing what we are really capable of and being able to unlock our inner potential, being able to bring out the best that we have in us. I think that's the one thing that really I will make, I'll give my best to make sure that my son is very well established with that kind of a mindset, the trust, trusting himself. Thanks for sharing, Hussam. What a great uh, uh, yeah, frame for the importance of uh, self-trust. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for being such an important and influential part of the community that we've been serving and building up around these Live With Intent principles. It, it really is impressive, uh, Hussam, the intensity at which you learn and apply. And, and as a faculty, when we learned a bit about how much you've taken these principles and applied them in your own home and and created value beyond work life with these principles that that is uh important to us because it's part of the difference we want to make in helping people uh, build up their power sources at home through strong relationships at home and in family and with friends so thank you so much for that And I, I want to thank our listeners as well. Thank you for listening. Our desire is to be one small part of creating the future of healthcare by applying the principles of live with intent. Thank you, guys. It really made a difference. I, I, I say that openly to everyone. And I, I, I usually recommend your book for people who I believe that it would have an impact with them. So thank you very much. And I really wish you a very successful journey. I really hope that all your teachings and everything that you're trying to give people becomes very contagious and everyone starts looking at their lives differently and really be able to live with intent with all what that book has between its covers. So thank you guys very much. Thank you for listening. Reach out to us on Twitter at LWI podcast with your feedback, questions for the hosts, and personal experiences relating to this week's topic.